Welcome to this week's edition of the Truth Podcast. Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for joining us again. You know, today is another Friday night show and um, we are very happy to have you here. When I say we, I mean every single one of us, not just myself. I have with me... I can say I'm blessing you, Yes, Mrs. Blessing oh, wow. Yogo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the emphasis? Yes, okay. Mrs. Blessing I'm amongst Yogo. the married, amongst the single. Yeah, actually, Trust actually, me. actually. Yeah. And Let me emphasize it more. <laughs> yes. Okay, Let yes. us breathe. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so, um, and of, of course, myself, Mary Augustine. Shout out to Kaz. She's not here physically, but you know, our mind is here with us. Like she, she rubs mine with us. <laughs> anyway, so we have um, with us a guest today. Um, I think it's someone we've had severally on the show, not a new person entirely, maybe not with a set of persons, but I think I've heard your voice before and I've had you before somewhere. Say something. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> none other than <laughs> Wale in the house. And today we'll be talking about a very, very serious topic, a topic that all of you guys need to like keep your ears glued to your phone whatever you're using to connect you just gotta listen to this because it's about money yes, we need to yes. know how to multiply our money this year it's a new year i want to make some very very necessary important intentional financial decisions so we've got wale here up to do justice to that on the topic it's nice to meet you bless you yeah Sam and Mary, Mary. and it's also nice to meet our audience. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Once again, one severally, I guess. So we're talking about exploring financial opportunities in this economic crisis, economic state of the nation, basically, particularly Nigeria. It's a case you know. study. Yes. So we're looking at all the economic. We're going to be exploring it, right? Now, before yes. we even go further, uh, something happened um, while I was coming back, and I thought about it. I said it took the previous president about eight years for the naira and the dollar to be close to um so for the naira to be equivalent takes 800 naira to be equivalent to one dollar and it's been less than nine months and right now the dollar is already at one five per naira so you understand why we are saying it's economic crisis during recession, economic crisis, anything you call it, recession, yeah, whatever you call it, inflation. Today yeah. I went to the market and it was like, I couldn't even, even the lady that I normally buy things from was like, okay, I understand. Mm. You know, for her to say, ah, you're not adding this today, you're not adding this, but I said, I'm not adding this, like this. Like, okay, fine, I understand. I should have made the other package look good. Like, okay, thank you. <laughs> so everybody practically understand. But before we go further, I think we need to properly introduce our guest to you yes. guys. I was even thinking he's yeah. going to do that himself. <laughs> you know, say all the things you need to put together. You know, <laughs> he doesn't want to blow his own trumpet, you know, that kind of thing. But anyway. I know he was one time a winner of the T. Yeah, that's the Tony Elumelu Foundation, you know, where he got some millions for his business proposal. And of course, he saw it come to limelight. So you guys can take a cue from that. I'm sure we'll be talking about a bit of that. Yes. Uh, he is also running his MBA. Yep. 
Yeah. So not be smart picking. Of course, <laughs> the marketing, consultant, yeah, yeah, marketing, and of course, his forte is in IT. Trust me, we don't want to see his goggles, but mm. when you see it, you know why. <laughs> I, I, I think he's one of those people who they achieve where we're for LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So once again, it's so good to have you. So so over to you, um, Wally. Do you believe that we're actually in recession? Yes, like, that actually. Yeah, what is the state of the nation yes, to you? That's the starting point, mm. truly. Yes, we are in a recession, obviously. We can see it from the most elementary point where we go to our markets. Mm-hmm. We get to see that the state is not good. And maybe maybe when we look at macro, macro conditions, unemployment, inflation, those numbers are not good. They are not nice. Although we have our um, Bureau of Statistics padding numbers for us, so they can they can come up and tell you inflation is less than 20% or maybe 20.1. Mm. But I know the last figure was around 24%, there about 24. We did, let me give you a range, say between 24 to about 30. I know food inflation is around 30% or over 30%. So from those from those indicators, we know we are in a recession and the GDP is not doing well. I know Nigeria mm-hmm. is product reliant. We we import. We import most. And yes. that's why that is why the naira versus the dollar is a big argument. There are countries that their local currency is not even doing well against the dollar, but the citizens, the GDP per capita is beautiful, is okay. The citizens are living well. Japanese money versus the USD is poor. But they're doing well, so I don't think the issue. So, so, so what causes? You know, you're very. You know, you know, you're a consultant. So please break this down. What call? Why? Why is that so? Because it sounds seems ironic that you know, the dollar will be doing the currency will be doing badly, poorly, but then the GDP still makes sense. So that's what what's that all plan. about, basically. That would be the best person to answer this question would be an economist. I'm not, but I would attempt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would attempt. Okay. I would attempt it. Okay. So. I think I would start from maybe the fundamentals, which would be policies. And policies make the difference, the government make the difference, the decision makers make the difference. Uh, say for for instance, Japan. Japan is not heavily reliant on importation. They are an export yes, nation. Sure, sure. And so at some point within their economy and transaction, they gain forex at yeah. some point and the local citizens if they produce what they need most of what they need there will be no need for me to exchange my uh, japanese yen yeah, for the usd yeah, true, true. so for instance there is milk as tiny as milk if you need to if you need to get milk sometimes we use imported uh, imported, imported mix in our homes when we look at our homes the most basic from furnitures to light toothpick. bulbs to toothpick to toothbrush to toothpaste all imported and this would have a negative impact on your currency so for countries like japan they really don't care because they are producing most of what they consume and it has zero to no impact on the lives of their citizens and they are also able to export significant amount our export is is almost negligible the numbers are not great aside we are still mono dependent on one commodity which has been oil, oil petroleum and Past government have been trying to diversify. We've seen we've seen uh, we've seen policies that they've tried to make around agriculture, incentivizing farmers, the citizens. It's just not working. And I don't know. I don't want to be pessimistic, but I don't think in today's world, agriculture is sufficient enough to propel you out of 
poverty. I think if we we're getting to see people we're getting to see economics now reviewing your GDP and they are more focused on services. So I think if we if we look at the service sector and work on the service sector also we we have a better chance compared to if we are focused on agriculture so in terms of service really? sector in terms of service sector we're looking at telecom we're looking at other basic it uh areas that we can build and improve on so yeah i think i'll take that <laughs> wow those areas basically well you've, you've mentioned some areas in which we can actually improve on work on and then see and not just depend on just agriculture and currently what the entire country literally lives on, which is um, crude oil. Now, that, that brings me to the next question. Now, in this crisis spirit, what then would you advise um, a young guy or a young lady to actually put more energy into to actually be able to survive this kind of condition? Sorry, uh, before you go on, on with that question, I think uh, we should also, um, I want us to um, replace the word survive to live because it feels like we are basically all just surviving. No, no, the reason why I use now. the word survive is because it's so there that you first have to survive before you start living. Living. <laughs> yeah. Right? But yeah, surviving, living. Please, let's. People are not No, I think I need to It's just not, it doesn't make sense that as young as we are, we are already trying to survive. Like in 20, in 30, we are on survivor. It's, it's you know, it's crazy. Uh, what would you have to do to get yourself out of this mess we are in? Uh, the first would be build your skill set. Okay. That would be that would be the starting point from an individual level, not at a national level. Now, so you are concerned, I'm concerned, and I believe if you can if you can provide value. And the reason Nigeria is not making money is because we're not producing much value. We don't work to... Oil is just natural resources that we just sell. There is no, there is no impute, there's no, there's no skill sets, there's no, there's no deep thinking. And I think if you're able to provide value, because in this same economy, we have people who are thriving, okay. regardless of the yes. state. And there are people who would always strive, regardless. Mm-hmm. And I think when we when we take a sample of these people and find out what exactly is peculiar, aside from those who are stealing anyway, for those who are thriving, if we find what is unique to all of them, we'll find out that these people offer value at a rate that they are highly competitive and you can't do without them. So the first thing I would say is build up your skill sets such that you provide immense value to the nation, your household, your community, at one way or the other. If you can provide value, you would earn money. And if you earn money, the more value you can provide, the more money you can earn, I think, and vice versa. So at the, as the most basic level, build your skill set. And again, it's also, it's also I, can't, I can't take care of the national level. I think that, that's for our finance minister and the minister of, I mean, and the coordinating minister of economy. We were talking about sectors the last time when you talked about, okay, agriculture is not really thriving. We thought it would, but it's not really yielding that much. So beyond, okay, talk about values and skill sets. What about areas that you can actually delve into? Are there opportunities in very, or if you there are opportunities in every sector? You know, the telecommunication yeah. sector, the agricultural sector, the education sector, or are there particular sectors that you feel 
you know, there are policies around that if you delve into those sectors, you get a lot of returns on. Realistically, there are opportunities across all sectors from agriculture. There are people who are thriving in agriculture regardless. But I think it is always very important to be smart about where you are venturing into. So you can't be going into an overcrowded environment and be hoping to be outstanding. There are green areas, there are blue areas, there are areas that have been untapped. Agriculture, we have 80 to 70% of people in agriculture, they are still at the production stage. And production don't command the most value. So I'll give like an example. You export cocoa versus chocolate. The person, mm-hmm. the, the company producing chocolate are making more money compared to... So processing, there is money there more, if you can is, do it. Yes. We can also do that with those who sell... I think the most common one now is somebody selling catfish. Mm. <laughs> and versus the person who is processing the catfish, the dried barbecue, stock one, yes, the, yes. the barbecue, one fish... Yes. commands more ba- value than the person who is so in terms of agriculture you also need to be strategic in your approach if you approach from the production you would have the same complaint that everybody in the production line are having and if you approach from a processing standpoint you would smile to the bank the same way people who are there are smiling but again you have to be strategic across all sectors so there is also education people there is edtech now there are people who are trying to integrate technology basically the new world we are in the new age we are in there's the rise of AI there is blockchain there's web three and there are a couple of technologies that are coming into create newer pathways and newer riches for people who did not have this opportunity years before so agriculture there is there is a pathway there education there is a pathway it there is pathway technology building construction there is pathway but you have to be strategic that's the most that's the key thing that i'm trying to highlight here you need to be strategic because if you are not you would still do the same thing and get bad results Hmm. Wow, thank you so much, Wale. Once again, we're with Wale and we're exploring the topic. We're looking at exploring financial opportunities in this economic crisis, basically. And you, you agree with me that Wale is ready to do justice. Uh, okay, to this. I'm actually thinking <laughs> for myself, I'm thinking of what to do. And, you know, just like he said, he said, you know, you have to, of course, obscure in this time. This is not the time where you remain at the same level where you were two years ago or three years ago you won't sell and you know since um nigeria okay with the whole remote work thing now you have chances of actually um staying here and then you're working with somebody from some other country some other space and all that so i think the best thing right now truly is actually to upgrade your skills so that you can fit in any world for real i mean so it's beyond nigeria like he said, there are people actually striving in this time. There are people earning in dollar right now, even as you, you're still in Naira, you're still, you know, they are still, they are in dollar right now and it keep increasing. You know, I saw, t- I've seen tweets of people say, oh, I was earning like um, um, Naira, like 200 or 300K, but you know, I did this, did that, upgrade here, brought value here, and then now I am on 1K, you know, stories okay, like is that. that th- is that thing for you? Because I see pop-ups on my phone. They'll say, come no, and earn so, those kind of pop-ups. Come like, earn I'm this, talking earn about reality. That, you know, no. stay in your house and the, make them like, Those okay. ones, they are, I those just ones, they are selling, <laughs> they're just selling, um, you know, people do things. They sell, um, they are, oh, oh no, they make it look like, for example, someone might say, oh, if you enter into um, this aspect of tech you're going to make money but let me teach you how to do it now what they are selling is actually the idea of 
how to get it. It might necess- it might not necessarily be that if you venture into it, you see the you see anything inside like there's something the like inside that place. Yeah. Yes, it's just that they're selling the um, knowledge. Okay, first they are just um, consultants, like you know you say they are consultants. So you consult them, you get the knowledge. They they sell the knowledge to you. How much? Two hundred. This one you pay, and then they sell the knowledge to you. Then you can go on if you get anything. If you don't get anything, you too can try to sell the knowledge to somebody else, and you keep moving it like that. You know, just that's some people are doing it. But then there are people reality. There are people making money. You know, from upgrading their skill or whatever they've done. Like they are making money. I think also with the rise of the internet and globalization, there is that. Um, closure in terms of barrier and more companies across the globe are looking for global talent now so global talent is not restricted to my company is in uk the talent i'm looking for is is in uk i'm looking for a super talented person who would take my maybe revenue from 3 million us dollars to 30 million us dollars that person can be in nigeria that person can be in sudan that person can be in switzerland so i think with the rise of the internet with the rise of globalization that barrier that used to exist years before we can merge it and again like we like we were saying before we we came on live we said not all roles are not all roles will allow remote working some roles are not within that yes. that space that jurisdiction yeah. so we have we have a lot of skill sets that you could upskill like she was saying there is marketing there is product it there is dev basically broadly categorized the technical and the non-technical so the technical we have the coders the front end the ux designer yes technical skill yeah. then the non-technical the project manager the marketers the content writer the copywriter all of those non-technical skills there are ways you can upskill. You can basically end this dollar. And companies are looking to save costs. And hiring from countries with low GDP per capita is cheaper for these companies. And they will gladly give you three thousand dollars per month. Yeah. It's which almost month. nothing for you. It's yeah. almost it's nothing. But here in Nigeria, yeah, it's, it's, that's some it's good money. <laughs> that brings yeah. me, that brings me now to the next question. Now, in the last five, six, seven years, you've seen a lot of Nigerians or a lot of Africans typically consider living where they are currently to other places. Now, do you think that that does, does, that does not affect the economy of the country? Because now you see most of the young people living, and probably living the elderly and the aged back in the country and moving out completely because of greener pastures. Like you said, um, not every role requires to be um, you know, remote and all that. Now, because of the fact that I know that when I get abroad, it is easier for me to charge higher than when I'm in Nigeria, won't I consider moving abroad? Mm. And the repercussions is you now have less people in your country who would have at least helped the country move up in GDP. Okay, so let me help you tie it together. You're saying lots of lots of global talent. When yeah. a con- yes. con- yes. yes. country yeah. loses the skill set yeah. to other countries, mm-hmm. it's again to them. And I don't think I don't think that is the fault of the people who are living. That is the fault of the. We have to examine why are they living. These people are living for greener pastures, and greener pastures being brought. They are living for better education, security. better healthcare system, care. security. We could name it better ending opportunities. If the government 
if Nigerian government can address some of it, they would stay. Uh, there is no joy in earning three thousand dollars there and paying thirty-five thousand. 35%, sorry, not 1,000, 35% of that money or 40% of that money are stacks. Yes. There is no joy there. There's Compared no joy. to you and the same person who is here would be doing the same amount of work, but at the end of the year, I'd have saved more compared Definitely. to you who you are, compared to the person who is residing there. Mm-hmm. And so there are pros and there are cons. Yeah, but then again, your money can't save you in, if you are kidnapped, for instance, mm. for, for those who are living for security reasons, your money can't save you health. If, doc- if doctors are on strike, your money can't save you in that situation. So we have to look at the pros and we have to look at the cons. So at the most neutral level, we can't say there is a wrong or there is a right. It is people doing what is best yeah. for them. Yeah. So now, let, let's hit the nail on the head. What opportunities are actually there right now? Hmm. There are a lot of opportunities there. I mean... America is most welcoming, but I wouldn't want to discuss uh, America. Let's discuss Nigeria. For those who are here, and let's look at what opportunities are here in our home country. Not much, because I think in my MBA class, one one class, and somebody was saying, if if you are met with an investment opportunity that would give you 20% in a year, annually, you'll still be making a loss because inflation is around 24%. You'll still be making a loss. So, for you to be profitable at this stage, we're looking at investment that promises 30%, 40%, maybe 50%. Ridiculous. Those are not realistic numbers, if we're being honest. Except you are opting for Ponzi scheme and, <laughs> and high-risky and high-risky investment. But again, the same in the same class, I, I, I think I, I spoke with her and I said, for investment, what qualifies an, an idea or a situation to be an investment is that it has risk and it promises return. So, if Ponzi has risk, we know, and, <laughs> and if it promises <laughs> extreme returns, <laughs> you could you could you could take that as same thing with kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you could consider that as an investment. But then there is also we also have to be smart and also think about it in this light as well. What people consider as investment varies from personas or from persons to persons. So there are people who are risk-loving, there are people who are risk-averse, and there are people who are risk-neutral. So what would what would appeal to a risk-loving person as an investment would not appeal to someone who is risk-averse or neutral. So I'll give an example. Somebody who is risk-loving can take up a Ponzi scheme that promises him 700%, 700% percent on his money in one day he would take up that kind of investment compared to somebody who is risk averse he wouldn't want to do that that is risky but that is that is ponzi let's let's look at real investment and real structures uh we have bonds and i will start from let's start from those who are risk averse so those who don't like taking risks those who they want their money to be safe those are the people that go to piggy and put, <laughs> and put their money and, and lock it up. Yeah, yeah, lock it. And to tell you that it's not easy to make money, piggy is not promising you 20% annually. They're promising you 18, 13. 9, 13. That's the max because even in the economy, it's difficult to make money. Mm-hmm. And they understand this. So they can't be giving you false promises. So for people who are risk adverse, who don't love taking risks, there is piggy as an if you If you have good amount of money saved, 
you can save it. Just you can just save and lock it somewhere there. They promise you 13%. You get 13% at the end of the year. There is also government bond. And government bond is more of debt and is risk free. There's no risk attached. Government will always pay you. They no, don't that's the government that's all they pay because <laughs> no, no, the Ghanaian government did not pay some people last year. No, no, no. The bonds are bonds are risk free. Almost risk free. And they promise around 10%. So these are these are investment opportunities for people who are risk adverse. There are still others that may, maybe you maybe you keep your money in your savings account. I don't know if they still credit people for saving no, money they, in commercial they, banks. They, they, you, they credit you, <laughs> right, and yeah. then they still <laughs> take twice that. I don't know. I don't know. So, but, SMS. but for they use charge, SMS, SMS. They use their charges to, to take everything. So for a risk adverse person, if you consider inflation you would not be getting the best out of your investment but it's okay as long as you're not you're still losing money it's not as if you're not losing you're still losing money money. because your money get devalued of course every day and that is not it's not a bad thing if you if you have a flowing income stream that is coming in so if my one million gets devalued to 800k and i make another one million i may be unbothered as long as i'm not losing that money entirely but we have to like i said earlier for risk adverse and risk loving the higher the risk the higher the return and what makes the person risk adverse is i'm not ready to take risk there is also the the other person that i said is risk neutral so he really don't he really doesn't care if there is risk or if there is return he's neutral so this is these are the kind of people that you meet and say would you invest in a mutual fund oh yes what is what is in it then they just need valid explanation for them to be able to make that decision so for this kind of people, I think they will thrive and they'll do well because they are neutral. And there are a couple of investments, so they could they could double between the high risk investment and the low risk investment just to balance their portfolio. They will do it. There is mutual fund, there's index fund, there is stock, there's shares, there's the forex market. So these are forex is even Let's just go to the Let's go to those who are risk. Let's go to those who are like risk loving. They love taking risk. They enjoy taking risk. And these are these are the people who who are usually prosperous and these are also the people who are usually wretched. So it's a two way street. Like those who invest in Bitcoin at sixty five at sixty nine thousand dollars. So it's a two-edged sword. It can save you. It can kill you. There is, but I would advise. T- I I prefer to be risk neutral. So oh, really, yes, I prefer to be risk neutral. So I balance. Wow. So I try to balance. I take up risky. I take up the ones that are less risky. Just to cover. Just to balance. Yeah. Up. In, in case that's so, coming from a consultant. <laughs> so so in terms of in terms of risky investments, we. We see forex, we see crypto markets. So volatility is high, it's highly volatile, and that is why it's risky for some of these markets, for forex and for crypto markets. Some people consider Bet Niger as an investment. They consider it as an investment. I don't have an argument against that because it promises risk. There is risk and there is return. So it's difficult to argue against that kind of person. That is also risky and there are people who who have made fortunes from forex. There are people who have lost a lot, a lot from it. The same thing with betting. The same thing with crypto. I've done crypto for like the last five years, and just be smart mm. and 
consider the fundamentals look at why exactly am i going into you could you could do all of your analysis by yourself look at the fundamentals for some of this investment from forex market to crypto markets at least before making a, an investment decision there needs to there need to be like a criteria that you have set beforehand okay this these are like the minimum okay within two years my capital should have re- returned x or within two years i should have broken evil these these are these are personal decisions you could you can set aside that would help you determine what kind of investment you want to undertake so for i think i've covered risky investment that you can double into in nigeria the non-risky ones and the ones that are risk neutral Thank you so, so much. <laughs> that was quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, quite a lot, actually. So, um, we'd like to ask you lastly, so what, what advice would you love to give business owners out there? What kind of strategies, you know, can they use to improve on their business, especially in a time like this? Especially small-scale businesses, you know, yes, their small scale. Yeah. I think the first thing, they need to adapt. Adapt to the changing economic conditions and adapting means you are trying to be smart and you're trying to not go out of business the fastest way to go out of business is losing money and if you are losing money the economy is already making you lose money i i think i went to the market day before yesterday and the supplier said if if you wait till monday which is today yes mm-hmm. if you wait till monday it would add about seven thousand or eight thousand mm-hmm. now let's look at let's look at businesses who have made projection from the start of the year with a particular figure in terms of their inputs yeah, their raw materials mm-hmm. that they are trying to make and if you don't adapt you would you would go out of business you run you would lose money mm-hmm. so i think my first my first advice is adapt That's and in your adaptation you are looking for efficiency so efficiency is I'm using the minimum, the least yeah. amount of effort to make the most, okay. the least amount of resources to make the, the most. Results. And I think companies are starting to do that. We're getting to see some companies saying, "Look, workers don't come, don't come to work every day, Monday through Fridays. Don't do that. Come two times. They, there is hybrid situation where you come maybe two times a week, two well, times in a week, and and you rest at home." Now, these are just cost-effective measures that some of these companies... Of course, if you don't come to work, there's no need for the organization to turn on the gen, to use mm-hmm. diesel, to use mm-hmm. some of this. There is also the other part where you have to do your market research and see what is trending and how you can adapt your strategy to it. So, I'll give an example. Say your, your killer product is bottled water and... With the rising cost of raw materials, you realize that if you price the bottle water at 250, you would lose money. Yeah. You could adapt and say, no, I'll produce sachet water. Mm-hmm. And that would be my nuclear product. So when I say adapt, I'm looking at, I'm saying not just your strategies, but also the way you approach the market. Because the market determines if whether you survive or not. So there is no advice I give you if you don't look at the market and understand what is going on in the market, mm-hmm. you would still go out of business. So the market is your daddy and then he said oh from bottle water such a water it just brought me back to the fact that most of the items or goods that we had earlier that were in big um yeah we had them in like, like the big noodles milk. like now noodles, they are now milk. in I'm tiny you, you can tiny. even have one <laughs> you just want to get all the I never from everybody. Some, everybody. You I never know, the one that, that bust my head really i've not seen that yet hard i've not seen that don't they've always been in such a though. Mm. 
No. Okay, they have they, reduced the search. No, the. Uh, no, they were never in search before. It the took liquid. a while before they started producing search. No, is it li- okay. the liquid you're talking about? No, the powder. They've always been in such... No, please. It's only the noodles that I know shrinked. Like, that was the kind of... I don't know. They don't change their prices. They just remain the same, but they reduce... Yeah, but they reduce quantity. Have you seen Pad? Who got big gash? Pad is... Like, Pad. We have Pad in two... Like, there's a... You know? Okay, Pad for three in one, right? Three in one pack or something like that. Yes, the three pads. Yes, like yes, inside one. Yes, 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 I've seen it before. How, it's, how crazy? Is it reusable? No, no, you don't understand. Oh pad is usually no, ten. No, 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 but he just raised. He just raised. He just raised like an important point. Yeah, I said. Oh, they should do pad. Look at the market. Look at the market. Okay, guys. Yeah, let's talk about that. But I get what she's saying. Reusable pad. I think like, that's, that's a new concept. Reduced. But now you see, pad is usually 10 and it has always been 10 for like years, oh, years. Sorry to announce But to you. you know, the whole recession and crisis just. Now I saw like one particular product. They have three in it. Like, what are you going to do with three for crying out loud? If you see that day, you move. School, they're just, you know, they're trying, practice. they're thinking, just, like, just like he said, they're thinking of ways to really adapt so that you yeah, reach and everybody. And get the money to, from yes, every single every person. Single I know person. This, this happened when. Um, you could get airtime for 15 naira, but I guess probably mm. their running cost was much more than mm. yes. the 15 naira airtime. I know that that was a strategy to get money from every Nigerian. Mm. Like when you're buying airtime for 15 naira. You know, no. some drink and I search it. Like, you know, mm. you have some We get drink. to see multinationals leaving the country. Yeah. They should tell yeah, you how I bad think, the state. Yeah. I think Cadbury just recently said yes, they, made, they, made, they made like a significant loss. And I think it was down to FX. Mm. Huge, in huge billions. So... What? Companies need to adapt and they need to adapt quickly. Adapt and the, the faster you do it, the, the more you survive. The chances, the better your chances of survival. So the game is survive and grow. Okay, so this is touching everybody, every single person. You know, someone made a tweet and the person said something like, um, how are people surviving in this place? And somebody say, um, like in the market, like when you go to the market, and somebody replied that you just say, um, what did that person say? You just say something like uh-uh. <laughs> 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 and proceed to and pay. What's so there is sad no... is that salaries are not increasing. Nothing is increasing. So that's, the, that's the adapting. That's for those who anyway, are able edit. Yeah, just go three times a week. Actually, it's actually but some com- do you know some company did not even some you know organization did not even try to review this for this three times a week. They did not. Actually, you know, and yes, they have they still very mean people that same. still maintain the go every day and just nothing increase and you know just, just a quick story one once upon a time in this country we had like we had an head of state who told us that money wasn't our problem mm. and the only problem we had was how to, to spend it. it and less than five years later Since people were people were queuing to buy milk mm. so how did we all get it wrong in five years or four years where we had surplus and then suddenly uh, and suddenly we are lacking uh i think also important down to individuals when we look at some of these foreign economies that we look and envy we get to if we deep deep we will find out that for instance in america the mindset is entrepreneurial mindset Mm. that is what they have there nobody's nobody wants to nobody wants nobody's looking to work for the government they are all looking to but i can't i can't translate that to this place because they over there at the most basic level their needs are met yeah, food exactly. clothes and shelter the government yeah. so yeah. so they have they have the flexibility to be able to think and try to say how much do i want to impact but 
why am I saying this? When you come down to this place, we have that I want to work for the government mindset. There is no entrepreneurial mindset here. And even those who have the mindset, there is no conducive environment for no, them to but, thrive. But I, I know you I can't know, blame them. I know the government has tried huh? in some ways. You say? No, sorry. You say uh, let me let me cite an example. The government tried in some ways in terms of their policies. But creating policies and not working down to execution is 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 almost as good as you didn't do anything exactly, exactly. so we've seen we've seen certain policies from different governments we've seen jonathan doing the u win i think that was during jonathan's era yeah, we've sure. seen buari show there's n power we've seen we've you seen buari doing trying to yeah, support well. sme he had in rasa alone he had a couple of initiatives but the execution was poor Poor. For poor, I think there are people who were setting up groups and say, "Look, if you belong to this group, we'll help you get this loan, and then in thirty percent." Yeah, for us. Yeah. Now, so now yeah. execution so is now bad. Business, and and I think I and think even this the money stuff, all that money that they give it to farmers or yeah, cash. Yeah. Uh, oh, that ten k. So yeah, corruption. For it, basically. Corruption is also a big part of why we are also not thriving. <sighs> and the only way to curtail it is because there is. A lack of political will to take out corruption. I think if that will is there, we can eliminate corruption and the country will thrive and can thrive. Wow, thank you very much, Mr. Wally. It's been an explosive time with you. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. We thank you for how you took it from the micro to the macro. <laughs> Hopefully I mean, for everybody, yeah, really, you know, we can't yeah. really exhaust this topic for me. You know, mm. you know, you can go on and on and on, but you really cannot exhaust this topic. I hope um, you know you there, our audience, you've gotten something for yourself, just like I have. You know, I've been reminded once again to really upgrade this case because basically that's the only way I'm going to survive. I mean, I don't really know how to do many other things apart from what I'm doing, so I need to upgrade it. So I know someone out there too is listening, and you're thinking, oh, really? You probably have not seen it this way, but yes, this is what it is. At this point, you know, your personal development is very important because basically that's the only thing, you know, primary that is going to push you or blow you up. So, yeah, this is where we are going to draw the curtain. I don't know if anybody has anything else yeah, to say. Yeah, well, Wally, do you have any couple of words to give, uh, our, to give us? Our this is where out there. We're drawing the curtain for this money talk. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it some other time, I guess. Just survive. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't just adapt. If there's one key thing you said for business owners is adapt. So beyond the survival, please, right, business owner out there, adapt. adapt. Cut down on your liabilities as much as possible. Be like ours. We and went yeah. from pig milk to cow bear. My vendor say, uh-uh, so you can take cow bear. And those days, if you come, I say, take cow bear instead of pig milk. You say, no, I can't. Now you are taking care of people. Some taking the Moodle ones. My brother, my sister. No, no, you know, they now are doing for those, those, uh, those refill <laughs> bags. <laughs> okay, so I'm measuring, guys. You're measuring what I'm talking about now. The cocoa. Oh, and just anyway. just so you know, Omo has also decided that they believe in Nigeria. So very soon, really? you will not be able to wash clothes. Please, you know what? Before we give you some parts, <laughs> no. you know, just take all the, the just to be pro, just to be pro Nigerian. So. If you hear that Umu is living, you could start your research on how to produce yeah. detergent. Exactly. So yeah, so let's use an opportunity that's, that's there. Like yeah, really using liquid soap to wash your situation. Look for there are always opportunities. opportunities. Yeah. Wow, that's a good sign off. So guys, yeah. it's been lovely. Have a lovely weekend. We're signing out here. Thank you for listening. Peace out. Bye, people.
Thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast.